Welcome to Lax Historical Context. I'm Sean. I'm Sasha. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize today to everybody because it's yet another loosely... <laughs> loosely themed episode. Uh, oh, we, we seem to be doing that a lot. We'll get back to regularly scheduled... I don't know. not at all scheduled programming. It's just because it's just we're lazy and like it's like, oh... This holiday is coming up. Let's do a thing about that. But I also want to apologize because at the very least, mine today, just writing my notes, I kind of wanted to stab myself. Mine is like bad in a special way. So we'll go with that. Um, but if you don't know what the, the thing is today, your guys are you guys are already screwed because this comes out on a Saturday. So you have less than one shopping day. To get your mother a Mother's Day gift. Yeah, seriously. So, like, get on it, guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless unless she lives hundreds of miles away. You're Hi, already Mom. fucked. Hi, Mom. In which case, well, no, I'm not because I'll just phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, send her some nice flowers. Don't be like Sean. Hey, hey now. Hey. Don't be a Sean. Be a Sasha. Get your mother something nice that she won't like because mothers are always so hard to shop for. Do you know how seriously my family takes holidays? Uh, clearly. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in Mother's Day's tomorrow, you fuckers. She shoved you out of her vagina. You should get her something nice. It was a lovely image. Or, or you know, they aliened her out. They aliened you out of her. <laughs> they just sliced open the belly and like, <laughs> Committed some awful angle. Yeah. Some mathematical crime. Okay. What is it you have provided us to drink today? I have provided us with beer. This is, uh, I, I love the top. I hope, I, I, for when I first saw the can, I thought it was the name of it. Uh. It is, it is not though. The brand is the Mama's Little Yella. Pills. It's a well, Pilsner. that's the name of it. Yeah. And then it's by Oscar Blues. Yeah, the Oscar Blues Brewery in Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. Shout out to Austin. You're the one part of Texas we like. But at the top of the can, it ringed. It just says, Mama Tried, <laughs> which I thought was the name at first. And I was like, that's that's excellent. I don't know about your story, but my the mom in this did not try. For <laughs> I, I guess she tried in, a wrong, in the wrong way, in the very wrong way. Initially, mine is going to sound like... This is a this is a celebration of a hardworking mother yeah. who was down on her luck and she turned it around. No, at about the part of the story, about the part where the third act starts, where everything starts to go right. Yeah, the shit goes horribly awry. So I'm ready to open this sucker. Yeah, because it is um, a warm day out. I want a nice, cool, light pilsner. So Mama's little yellow pills. Uh, the the description. This is on their the website, not on the can. Because yeah, there's nothing on the can. Yeah, there's so. A uh, I, I love it already, though. Yaya raised a rebel who grew up to have dirt on his face, sweat on his brow, and beer in his blood. That's why Mama's Little Yellow Pills is an uncompromising, handcrafted version of the great Pilsner beers, uh, excuse me, beers of Bavaria and Bohemia. Unlike mass market Ooh. Pilsners diluted with corn and rice, Mama's is built on Pilsner and honey malt, then hopped with Saz and Aramis hops. Nice, nice. While it's rich in flavor, this is where the science comes in, while it's rich in flavor, it's 33 IBUs and 4.7% ABV. Make That's it a not very high. Right? Make it a luxurious but low dose, by Oscar Blue's standards, refresher. It's damn good crushable beer. Take two and call us in the morning. That's nice. I like that. Right? I just want to know, what does ya-ya mean? It's like grandma. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought it was more slang for Kanye. 
No. It's like the Yaya sisterhood. Yaya means something. Maybe it's not grandma. Because that's another one book. The Yaya sister. Sandra Bullock was in the movie. <laughs> I hope just, I mean, someone needs to confirm. But I hope all of that was wrong. So uh, what does your mom drink? What does she drink? I don't know. She normally doesn't drink. A, not like. I know she's a, a fan of red wines. Because we almost drank my mom's uh, go-to beer today. But I knew you would have hurt me. What is it? Bud Light Lime. Oh, God damn it. Some no. beer lime. If I, if I have something, like if she's visiting and I have, oh, I have this good beer at my mm. house, she'll be like, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, she'll have it. She kind of drinks a little bit of everything. But I know she likes red wine. We Bud Light Lime. It's not bad. It's, it's not. The Pilsner. I don't this like. This is it. a nice, refreshing little beer. Uh-huh. Uh Pilsners are very, very light and and, and I easy mean, to like drink you don't you don't really like. I feel like I never am like I want a Pilsner. It's always like. Exactly. It's like it, there's nothing else that I really <laughs> desire on this menu, and it's nothing but stouts. So I guess I'll drink this Pilsner. On what I always imagined the Pilsner context being, in. You know, life. You know mm-hmm. how you fantasize about just day-to-day things. Yeah. Whenever I imagine, oh, it's a bright, sunny day. Maybe I went for a walk or a hike or I did some yard yeah. work, something like that. And I always come in and have a nice cold beer. It's always a Pilsner in there. Yeah. Because it, it's perfect it's for after yeah, something it's like not, that. For me, it's white wine because I love white wine on a nice hot day. Okay. As many of you know, because I've said it on several occasions. Yeah. So, uh... Let's let's tell some uh, terrible stories from history that are an affront to motherhood. Motherhood and uh, everybody, be thankful your moms are amazing as they are. Yeah, even if they're not that amazing, because oh, well, oh, our stories. Yeah, your mom's better than this, and my mom's tons better than this. I love my mom. If you haven't figured it out, we're doing terrible mothers yeah. in history. And um, I guess I'm gonna start, and so I. You know what? I'll just go right into it because you're going to figure out who this person is a mother to pretty quick. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> but it was because we only had like three conversations. This is the yeah. second person I took notes on. This is the second person I read. Well, I read the book about this person like ages ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I was reading another book on Marianne Cotton, who is also a horrible mom. But I was like over her shit. Like I, you know, like I don't. It, it was just I was wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Mama tried. Mama tried. Mama didn't like it. So I guess my phone is in here. Oh, it's right next to my butt. OK, cool. <laughs> I'm real smart, guys. Um, it's only right next to your face. The whole goddamn time. Uh, so let's let's start. Uh, Augusta Gein, she wasn't Gein at the time, of course, uh, was born July 21st, 1878 in Wisconsin. They are all from Wisconsin. We're in the heartland, Sean. Awesome. Yeah. In uh, 1900, she married Ed Gein's father, uh, George Gein. Basically, so Augusta was super religious growing up, which meant she was super religious when she was raising Ed, Tedward. Ed Gein. If you guys don't know who Ed Gein is, <laughs> like, seriously, like you don't seriously, even, you don't even have to know serial killers to know who Ed, Ed Gein, Gein is. is. Well, because one, I, we can argue about this later, but I don't think Ed Gein was a true serial killer. He only had maybe tops three victims. Fair point, but still, 
the notoriety of yeah. it, you know his face is on the Mount Rushmore of serial killers. Yeah. So anyway, Augusta only married George because he was tall and good mating stock because she didn't really... Sex wasn't <laughs> something she was into in a sense of let's have sex to have fun. It was more of a let's have sex to make a baby. Oh, one of those mothers. Yeah, she was one of them mothers. So uh, well, we've had sex twice. <laughs> we have two children. Yeah, and then we're never going to do it again. And that's exactly what uh, Augusta was like. So she was the matriarch of the family. And by matriarch of the family, I meant she was a domineering bitch to everyone. George, uh, Edgeen's father, was a raging alcoholic. So he was very easy to manipulate. Augusta was a very uh, large woman. She was hardy. We'll say that. She was a hardy stock. She was a hardy woman. Okay. And she actually ran the local store in town um, for a while until she realized that all these whores in the town <laughs> were going to corrupt her children. So she moved them out of town into a farm. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So it, Ed was born August 27th, 1906. So Ed Gein had a brother, Harry, who was... Henry, sorry, Henry, who was older than Ed. Um, the only reason Augusta wanted Ed was because she wanted a girl who wouldn't be corrupted with the sins of the men's. <laughs> she wanted a pure baby angel. Like her. Yeah, but instead she got Ed Gein, who... Um, Man, you know, you, yeah. hear, you, hear, you hear mom saying, you joke about how, oh, I should have stopped at one. She should have stopped. But again, I honestly <laughs> think Ed Gein wouldn't be a horrible person if it wasn't for his mom. Fair point. Because his mom was, again, she was crazy domineering, but she was also misog misogynist. Like, she was into, like... She hated women. Yeah, she hated women, but she was also a very strong woman. Um, So... <laughs> her hatred for herself was strong. Yeah, so she taught her kids that basically every woman other than herself was a no good whore and was dirty and you shouldn't go around them and you shouldn't be near them. Always good, guys, if you're wondering <laughs> what to teach your children. Um, so thinking that, uh, she decided that the town that they were living in, which I believe was Plainsfield, was um, basically modern day Sodom and Gomorrah because, you know, Plainsfield, Wisconsin yeah, <laughs> that's where it's all going down. It's all you got. It's all you had to say to me. Like we're from Nevada, so we know like sinful and horrible areas. Dude, Plainsfield, I can't. I can't even imagine. That's for those of you who are football fans. That's the part of Wisconsin where Vikings fans live. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how bad they are. They were Vikings fans, um, <laughs> or Bears fans. So. Thankfully enough, Augusta did let the boys uh, go to school, but, you know, she supplemented their public school education with crazy Bible teachings. As you do. And, of course, not the New Testament, which is love and peace. It was Old Testament shit. Yeah, yeah, where God was like a pirate. Yeah, like. and then, like, everybody was bad except God. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Man, so... I kind of miss Old Testament God. <laughs> he was a badass. <laughs> He's really mellowed out in his old age. <laughs> so Ed's only goal in life was trying to please his mother, but he um, wasn't the smartest of kids, and he was very uh, weak 
well, not weak physically. He was pretty strong physically. A little, little touched in the head, we'll say. Little like Lenny. Yeah, and he was also very like feminine for the time. Not, not quite good. like Lenny. Yeah, not good if you're like a fem- feminine feminine boy growing up <laughs> in the 1800s. Well, the early 1900s. Especially if your mother is. Yeah, and I mean, she treated. She wanted. A daughter, so she didn't exactly mind that and kind of treated him like such. I'm I'm doing the thing where I stick the pinky out when yeah. I drink from my canned beer. Because we're so classy. <laughs> so let me give you some instances of like Augusta being a horrible mother to Ed. So when he was about, when he was like a toddler, you know, as toddlers do, he was playing at the top of the stairs, and he fell down the stairs. I mean. <clears throat> Some of our friends call that Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um, Bowen. Uh, <laughs> we fine. know why you live in a one-story house. This is how we find out if he listens to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it, guys. We get a text going, you fuckers don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, most people, when they see their child fall down the stairs, what would they do, Sean? I would, I mean, admittedly, I'm not a parent and have no intention of being a parent, uh, but I would maybe run over to make sure the kid is all right. And perhaps comfort the child and say, are you okay? Exactly. No, instead, Augusta yelled at the two-year-old for falling down the stairs, like yelled at him. Sounds about awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he was five years old, she was like, okay, you're a dumb shit, but here's this money. Go to down the block or two and buy some bread and then come back. Okay. And bread. this is yeah. And this is like back in the day when like kids could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like at five, he probably should have had three jobs by now. Yeah. I'm, at I'm, the turn of the century. Let's be right. real. Now that you mention it so far, I'm on her side. Yeah. <laughs> um so he lost the money. Um Ooh. came back empty handed. I'm definitely on her side now. And uh not not in a way that is endearing. She said to him, <laughs> only a mother could love you, and then just walked away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she bitch. That is, um, like, that is a layered dig. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she, she was horrible to him, but she also taught him these great lessons. Like, so all women are evil, So, but you know what? Dudes have urges. So you know what? Let me show I, uh, you. I can confirm I am a dude. Yeah. So she and, was like. And have had a minimum of two urges in uh, my life. So she was like, just masturbate instead. Let me show you how. Which is a level. Um, I'm not on her side no, anymore. No, too far. She took it too far. Take it back. So old, old Eddie and his brother lived with their parents forever, basically, until the parents died. Uh, so they were under the influence of Augusta until they were about 40. Ooh. Yeah, and so... That's too long to endure that. The final... I think the story of her death kind of shows you how horrible and crotchety and evil she is, okay? So she had a stroke, right? Yeah. That's just fine. She's recovering from the stroke. Ed decides he needs to go buy some hay for the farm they're living on because they live and run a farm. Yeah. So, of course, Augusta doesn't trust Ed to do that, even though he's, like, fucking 40. I mean, he did lose the money that one time. Yeah, that one time when he was five. So, he, they go to the farm, of the, the farmer who was going to sell them some straw or hay or whatever. And he sees this, as they're driving up, the farmer is out there yelling at a dog and kicking it. 
and also yelling at his living girlfriend and they're having a fight, right? Okay. And she's yelling at him to stop kicking the dog and he's kicking the dog. He ends up killing the dog. I already don't like this guy. But that's not what Augusta's mad about. <laughs> Augusta rolls up with old Ed mm. and uh, he's she's like, these guys are living in sin. How dare they? Always living in sin. So she goes off on this for about two days. And at the end of those like two or so days, she has another stroke. So her rage <laughs> over the, these people living in sin wow. caused her mind to explode I, I and mean, have another stroke and die. I kind of want to see how she'd react to the world she lives in. I know. In. I don't she think she can handle today. this shit. Well, um, I don't think she'd ever leave the farm. This is true. She'd still be yeah. in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know Ed Gein, if you've ever seen the movie Psycho, they based uh, Norman Bates off of him. Yep. Ed Gein was obsessed with his mother, and I don't know why. <laughs> like because she slowly chipped away everything about him. Until yeah. All he wanted to do was please her. Yeah. And it became literally a murderous obsession. Yeah, and it's like he wanted once she died, he wanted to replace her. He he was all alone, and the only company he knew was his mother. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she's a bad mother. Because if you're a mom out there. Um, encourage your children to like get out. Thank you, mom, for the independence. Yeah. Like anytime Ed would come home and saying he was making a friend, Augusta would tell her everything that was wrong about that child. Like mm. a five-year-old kid, like, mm. dude, let your kids have friends. <laughs> also, don't homeschool them. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, how many times have our children broken an elbow? I mean. Is it less than two? But more than six. <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, that was really short just because they don't really write a bunch about Augusta, which they should though, because I really feel like she's the main reason Ed became who he became. I'm she would have let him have a buddy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm certain that this is true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's I know there's the nature versus nurture argument, but like... I think that was a lot of nurture on that one. It sounds like who he was as a child naturally probably wouldn't have had the happiest life. No. He probably would have been, you know, maybe on the short end of all the straws. Yeah. But he wouldn't have also probably well, and murdered people. And the thing people. was, when he got older, like, townspeople would, like, let him babysit and stuff. They Like, he was a weird guy, but he was the nice guy in town. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, he would have just been the weird nice guy. If it wasn't for his fucking mom um, and his desire to be his fucking mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to wear a skin suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you. Welcome. For that. Mm -hmm. uh, Short for me. I'm sorry again because I just caught some some little excerpts of my notes and holy fuck, I'm depressed You're already. You're so depressed. Okay, tell, I need the no. title, the name, no, no, I need no. the person. Nope, we're going to go right into it. Okay, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to see at, what, at which point you recognize any details. It's not, she's not like a serial killer, so I don't know if you will have heard of her. But I know you do read a lot more of that disturbing shit than even I know. Um, I bet even that you It's not disturbing, admit. it's true crime. You can be a murderino and enjoy your life. A murderino? That's what we're called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 
my my depressing story. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I I'm really happy you're not like this. You know what? I can. This is okay for my mom because Mexican Mother's Day is on a different day. Oh, okay. She also double dips sometimes. <laughs> so this is actually before I start, I should preface this. The person, what makes this this person a bad mother is the teaching aspect of motherhood. You know, you're supposed to yeah impart which, wisdom which I feel like and life what, lessons with, with Augusta as well. Yeah. Uh, the person that she wronged, not her daughter. Not Hitler's mom, then. Not Hitler's mom, no. The, Hitler's but, mom really had But however, <laughs> it was her own children's involvement mm. and the implication of what was taught to them that horrified me so about this story. Okay. Is it Tom Cruise's wife? No. <laughs> okay. Scientology man. Mine is Nicole Kidman. End of episode. No. Um, so my my depressing story begins with the birth of Gertrude Van Fossen on September nineteenth, nineteen twenty eight, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Good name. Good name. Continue. I mean, that doesn't ring a bell. That though. is a that is a legendary name, Gertrude Van Fossen. Yeah, that's anyway, very German. So I'm going to skip a lot of the details of her early life. Main thing you need to know, she dropped out of high school at 16 to marry an Indianapolis police deputy named John Stephen Banizewski. Also a good name. Right? (laughs) Banizewski, I like that. These are classic names. Yeah. Very Uh, Polish, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So after 10 years of a physically abusive marriage, uh, one article I read said he frequently beat her for annoying him. Uh, she divorced him and married another man. Okay. Uh, however, she divorced this new guy after only three months. Why? Uh, because apparently, uh, so she had had four children from the first marriage. Oh, shit. She got busy. And apparently the other guy was annoyed at having her kids around. So really, <laughs> he divorced her. No, she divorced him. Oh, she it was like, like It was like a fuck you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, these are my kids. Then, questionable decision, she remarried the first husband. You dumb shit. You <laughs> got out of it because... <sighs> I hate I hate women who do that. They had two more children. so they're Like, I know to, it's complicated, but I mean, come on. <laughs> they're up to six now. God damn. But they divorced for the second and final time in 1963. I mean, I assume the loving was good because she had six kids and went back to him. So I assume he had something going on. So after she divorced him for the second time, mm-hmm. she began a relationship with another abusive guy. Patterns, patterns. She had a child, her seventh, uh, though she did suffer one miscarriage with him. My my instinct says probably from the abuse. Yeah, probably beaten um, out of her. Also, I, I assume a lot of her babies just like slid out of her vagina <laughs> and like because of the number. So this new guy abandoned her after the birth of their son. That checked. Right. And and he was just gone. Like he never did anything, never provided. Did she get a divorce or an I'm, annulment? I didn't. None of the articles said so. She. I assume there was a divorce in there because she sued him for paternity after the fact. Yeah. To try I, to get him to pay well, child support. Well, that just support. makes me know that this is, she's no more marriages now. Yeah, none. Okay. She is done being married. So that's that's her backstory. By 1965, it is Gertrude Banizewski and seven children. Okay. So far, this is a story of empowering motherhood. It's like the Brady Bunch minus Mike Brady. Uh, she'd suffered six miscarriages total across all these miscar- uh, marriages. I mean, that's horrible and it's yeah. sad, but it's better than having 
13 children. She was <laughs> 7 for 13. That's a more than 50% rate, guys. She's a winner. Yeah. Okay. Well, um. <laughs> her odds aren't great. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet on her. <laughs> um, so she was basically destitute after being abandoned and having to support for so many uh. kids. Uh, one of whom was now 17 and found herself pregnant after an affair with a married man. Mm-hmm. So she birds some winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, first husband, uh, John, the cop, would occasionally check in and help. but Nice he was, of him. He was unreliable at best. So she did the sort of odd job around town. But, epiphany, Sasha. Yeah? Why struggle so hard to support children when you can just use children to get money? That's also true. Or you could sell them. Or pickpockets. Enter Sylvia and Jenny Likens. Uh, sisters, they were 16 and 15. I know the story okay. now. You know, they made it a movie. Ellen Page played one of the girls. Yeah. I haven't watched it, though. It's really depressing. Let me tell my story now. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I knew she was going to recognize it at some point. Yeah. She knows how depressing this is. It she is. She knows how fucked up this gets. All right, so Sylvia and Jenny Likens, 16 and 15, respectively. Uh, Sylvia and Jenny were two of five children born to carnival workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny was one of a pair of twins. One unconfirmed detail I saw is that her dumbass parents were anti-vaxxers because Jenny had polio. Well, I are they anti-vaxxers or was it before the <laughs> polio vaccine was in a lot of use? If it was the 19... 19- I, this was 1965. Yeah, but they were then that means if they were 15 at the time, they were born in 1950. Math. And <laughs> 19 I don't think. math. And okay, and you're a carny. Yeah. So that's one thing going against you. I don't think it was readily I, available. Is I my said, thing. I said unconfirmed detail. But either way, her polio was minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her legs was messed up, but she could walk. She had a limp, but she you was. You just have a little okay. polio. It's good right? for kids. <laughs> So, uh, either way, vaccinate your fucking kids. Um, yes, please do. I don't want the measles. Like, I won't get the measles. Actually, sidebar. I heard an article. <laughs> you know, sidebars are supposed to be private, not. Part I don't of the care. Episode. Sidebar. <laughs> uh, if we've had, if we had our vaccines from like eighty to like eighty-eight, we should get boosters because they weren't as strong as they should have been. So we are at risk as kids, even though we were, I mean, even though we were vaccinated, we're still at risk for measles because of the way we should have probably had another booster. Oh, yeah. So, well, I like to live dangerously. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. Um, the uh, CDC has suggested that people of our age get another booster because of oh. the outbreak. PSA for everybody out there born yeah. between 80 I mean, and 88. Google it, though. Um, like, I'm not anyway, CNN. <laughs> after uh, Sylvia and Jenny Likens' parents divorced, the mother got arrested because carnies. Uh, I mean, don't diss <laughs> all carnies. 60s carnies. Okay, uh, <laughs> 60s carnies, yeah. And the father basically did a whole not my fucking problem thing. And uh, he sent Jenny and Sylvia to live with none other than Gertrude Banaszewski. Mm-hmm. Uh, in early uh, July of 1965, he agreed to send Gertrude $20 a week to help to support the girls until he took them back. And for a carny, that's a lot of money. Right? It wasn't long before the $20 a week kind of stopped showing up. Well, he's a carny. What was she expecting? <laughs> Gertrude 
was awfully in need of money. Also, these girls are kind of old, so they could like probably offend for themselves a little bit. Gertrude's oldest already has a kid. Gertrude uh, was in need of money and was kind of frustrated at this development. Well, I would be too. There was a deal made. So she started beating these children. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> Particularly Sylvia. I don't know if she was like Jenny has polio. She's you know. Yeah, this one has polio. Yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat a dead horse here. But, but some of the things she did, like the early example, they went and collected and sold a bunch of soda bottles uh-huh. to you know sell for recycling, so they could get some money for treats or whatever. Uh, she accused them of stealing it, and then uh, beat the hell out of them. And then Gertrude forced Sylvia to eat a hot dog, but when she threw it up, she forced her to eat that. Oh, but why? Why did she? Th- it's just a hot dog. Why did she throw up the hot dog? Uh, because it was apparently piled with all of the condiments, and was <laughs> unbelievably disgusting. As a fat modern American, that <laughs> sounds delicious. <laughs> so one day, Gertrude overhears Sylvia telling the other children about a Ooh. boy she likes at school and how she'd let this boy get to first base. Well, like, 1960s first base, what is that? Is that like a peck on the cheek? She she let him grab her boobs. Modern first I base. I thought that was like, that's like second. Because first is, first, <laughs> first is like. First, second, then home. There's a third base. <laughs> no, no, no. You just round it. <laughs> no, you don't round third. There's a third. Let me tell my long story. <laughs> okay, God go, it. go, go. She let the kid get to first base. This did not sit well with Gertrude, who full on fucking attacked Sylvia. I mean, like, like assault, like punching, what kicking. What did she do to her daughter who got pregnant? Better beat her, too. Apparently nothing. So she then, this is where uh, the the bad teaching to her own children comes in. She allowed her biological children to use Sylvia as, and the article I read used this phrase, so I'm quoting it, so don't hate on my saying this. She allowed her children to use Sylvia as a plaything. I I get it. By (laughs) plaything, I mean they emulated mommy, they would beat her, they would throw her down the stairs, uh, one of uh, the boyfriend of one of Gertrude's daughters was allowed to come over to the house and just like practice martial arts on her because apparently he was <laughs> learning judo and shit. Bros, I got some sweet moves. So she would just let him come over and just like beat the fuck out of Sylvia daily to practice. But why can't Sylvia do anything back? Why isn't Sylvia running away? Uh, hang on. So... Gertrude also convinced all of Sylvia's best friends that uh, and her sister Jenny that Sylvia had insulted them all, was talking shit behind their back. Mm-hmm. So they all started helping beat Sylvia. Wow. Um, yeah. Kids are so easy to manipulate. Right? Let's get this going. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want kids now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so just so we're in the clear, we're now up to extreme physical and emotional abuse. Yes, yes, And yes. facilitating extreme mm-hmm. physical and emotional abuse, right? So... New neighbors moved in next door. Hooray! I guess. Hooray! Uh, Because of all the children that Gertrude cared for, they were like, oh, shit. I bet Gertrude's great with kids. (laughs) No! Don't give Gertrude your kids. She would be a fantastic babysitter. No! So they had everybody open... Uh, they had everybody over, excuse me, for a barbecue. Uh Aw. Like, kind of get to know everybody. Yeah, like, like we need a babysitter. Let's... 
check this girl out. Real so quick. Sylvia is there, and they mm-hmm. see her basically unable to walk because of all the abuse. Yeah. They see her sporting a huge ass black eye. Yeah. And on multiple occasions, they would just watch Gertrude basically command her brood to attack Sylvia, and then watch this happen. They, Why they, did the neighbors? Why were the neighbors just not like we're gonna call the cops now? They were just like this is completely normal, it's and they not. just didn't do anything um, because apparently in 1965, just a babysitter, not even a good one, just a babysitter, uh-huh. hard to find. I mean, <laughs> no, I thought they were running under the impression that the older ones take care of the younger ones, even if the older one's only a year older, <laughs> because it's the 1960s. And, and is regularly helping to kick the shit out of one of the not younger yeah, ones. Yeah, like it's the 1960s, five-year-olds are allowed to stay home by themselves so this, with knives. This all continues. Uh-huh. Uh, Gertrude, uh, Sylvia basically came home one day and said, hey, we have to buy a uniform for gym class. Uh huh. Gertrude refused. Well, yeah. And Sylvia was like looking at getting expelled, so she stole it so she would not get kicked out of class for yeah. not having the uniform. So Gertrude burnt her fingers. I mean, because why not, you know? Yeah. Uh, after another incident of selling Coke bottles, I don't know why she didn't learn the first time. <laughs> like, bitch is going to catch you, so stop selling Coke bottles. Gertrude started uh, accusing Sylvia of being a prostitute instead of just stealing the money. I would like to say that if you're only getting Coke bottle money for selling yourself, <laughs> you need to reevaluate your pricing. because <laughs> Gertrude didn't know that. She was pure. Oh, please. Gertrude knew. Gertrude, that's how probably Gertrude owned the house she lived in. Um, so, uh, yeah. So she accused Sylvia of being a prostitute. So there's no easy way to say any of this shit. She forced her to strip naked and then do things with a Coke bottle. Yeah, I know. In, in front of her sons and all the other neighborhood children. But why? Just prove because she's a prostitute? I guess. But she's not a prostitute? I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning. But just so we're all clear, we're now up to hardcore sexual abuse too. Yes. This is not okay. Check that box. So Sylvia's whole, oh, she's a prostitute. Uh, that meant she was no longer fit for the outside world. So Gertrude started locking her in the basement. Uh, she had... Where's her school in this? Like, is it the school? Like, (laughs) we haven't seen Sylvia in a while. It was the 60s. Do you think they gave a shit? I mean, now your kid comes with, like, a bruise because he, like, ran into a table and you are CPS material. Now. Yeah. (laughs) Now. This could never, well, prob- I would say this could never fly now, but there was that family with the 15 kids yeah. held in, yeah. So Sylvia was uh, not allowed access to hygiene of any kind, wasn't allowed to bathe, bathe herself, mm-hmm. none of that stuff. She was uh, not clothed, rarely given food. When she was allowed to, to bathe, basically what it means is they would fill scalding hot water in a tub down there, and uh. then the other kids would just like throw her in there. Um, and then just, they would just like come down and randomly beat the shit out of her. I'm curious as to how these other kids are, like how they came out of it all. I, so perhaps, and this is the part that just blows my goddamn mind the Mm -hmm. most. Apparently you need help managing all this shit because the article I read again, this is the article's Mm -hmm. words. Gertrude took in a neighborhood 14 year old boy 
as a, quote, <laughs> personal assistant <laughs> for beating Sylvia. And Boy, what's on my schedule for today? <laughs> well, you're beating Sylvia all day today. This, oh. this kid was like apparently like one of the super preppy honor students at the school. <laughs> what the and, hell? And he just started kicking the shit out of her whenever on command. Also, like, what, where's this kid's parents? I have no idea, right? So you're working for Gertrude. What are you doing? I was just beating the girl. Just do it, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Just you know. beating Sylvia? Mowing some lawns for a quarter, yeah. you know? So he blindly did literally whatever uh, she told him to do. Mm. And the most extreme example, uh, he used a needle. Imagine how long this would take with a fucking needle to carve the phrase, I'm a prostitute and proud of it, onto Sylvia's stomach. Ugh. Yeah. That is fucking intense. Yeah. I never want to watch this Helen Page thing. Uh, fuck that. Ellen Page. Ellen, Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it was one of those things. It started really slow, so I only got like 20 minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pass. Well, yeah. Like I said, act one, totally well, inspiring and, motherhood story. And act the Ellen two, Page no. movie starts from the uh, Carney's perspective. Okay. So they're like, doing carny stuff <laughs> i wonder what the carny dad would have thought about it. anyway so jenny at this point uh jenny sylvia's sister remember uh -huh. finally managed this whole time she had been trying to get some word to people yeah. gertrude had this house on lockdown and remember they were two of only five children mm. jenny managed to sneak a letter out of the house and send it to her and sylvia's older sister diana yeah who was a little older she was already married and was starting a family of her own mm -hmm. um initially she didn't believe it but jenny managed to sneak some more letters out i'm sorry why would you not believe your sister well initially it was she made the mistake of phrasing it as she's doing this as punishment yeah and the older sister took the hard line of if, if you're you, doing yeah, something, if you did to something wrong, punished, you should have been punished. You must have yeah. done something. But Jenny sent more letters like, no, 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 you don't fucking understand. Yeah, like, this is not cool. So uh, Diana comes to see the girls. And Gertrude barely opens the door, says, you can't see them. And if you don't leave now, I'm calling the police. And Diana's like, well, that's not fucking right. Yeah, well, I'm going to go fuck your shit up now, sir. So she contacts social services. Yeah. Uh, social services comes by and Gertrude tells them that she had kicked Sylvia out because she was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Going to go ahead and pass nominate anonymous social circle or social services worker uh, for worst ever award <laughs> because this apparently satisfied this person. She said home is fine and completely cleared the case and put it away. Well, there's been a couple of stories about social service workers like just like being like, okay, if you say so. But I yeah. mean, in the in the scope of their job, there's only so much they can do. This is true. He can't be like, this... I don't know about that. Let me shove my ass in here. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah. So Gertrude figured out that this must be Jenny doing this. Uh, so she threatened not not Jenny. Diana, the one who came to her. Right. Come on, dude. Well, Diana left and then called social. I mean, services. Be a little so smarter, Gertrude. It was like. What's going on? She figured out yeah. that it was Jenny that contacted Diana. Uh -huh. So she threatened Jenny with all the same shit that was happening to Sylvia if she tried to tell anybody anything else. Mm -hmm. And then, like, full-blown... You thought lockdown earlier? Yeah. Full-blown lockdown commenced. So by this point, uh, the abuse, unfortunately, had taken its toll. 
Sylvia managed to tell Jenny that she believed she was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, Gertrude heard this, had Sylvia washed and clothed, and I mean like real human washed and yeah, clothed. Yeah, like pretty. Like, like bathed. Yeah. And then forced her to write a letter in which she admitted to being a nuisance to Gertrude that boys had performed all of the abuse after she had prostituted herself to them, right? Uh-huh. And then she, Gertrude basically planned, she's dying, we're going to like throw her body away at the dump, and then if anyone comes looking, we just tell her she ran away. Like, like it's an awful but, plan. But she wrote this letter for us beforehand. She made Sylvia write I know, it. Yeah. I know, but that would be yeah. her story. Like, oh, Sylvia, she ran away but wrote this nice note. Right. <laughs> Sylvia overheard this and tried to run away but was so physically yeah. weakened that Gertrude pretty much just stood up and caught her. Mm. Um, tied her up in the basement and then just beat the shit out of her some more. Uh, had the kids go down beat the shit mm. out of her some more. Uh, when she went to bring her upstairs to bathe her again to follow through with the plan, shockingly, Sylvia was dead. And you said there was no murder. That's death murder, bro. I said no serial murder. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this, by the way, she died on October 26th. So all this happened in less than four months. Damn. Yeah. That is some intense um, abuse. Gertrude had Sylvia's body hidden in the basement and had another one of the kids call the police. When they arrived, she presented the letter that she'd forced Sylvia to write. And apparently everything was fine. Jenny, however, thinking quick, whispered to one of the cops, uh, get me out of here and I'll tell you everything that really happened. Yeah. Uh, this prompted a search of the house. <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> they found Sylvia's body and then they fucking arrested everyone. Why didn't Gertrude dump the body and then call the cops? Like, right. why are you that dumb? Right. Maybe, maybe she was like, Oh, no, the yeah. cops are here too fast. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that was my first thought. It was yeah. like, okay, clearly her stupidity helped bring her to justice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they arrested everybody. For anyone that's really into depressing details, Sylvia's autopsy revealed hundreds of cigarette burns, uh, an innumerable second, third degree burns, bruising everywhere, muscle nerve damage, uh, nearly completely severed lips. Also, severed lips? Um, because... Uh, the whole starving thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty gnarly detail. Um, also, fun little fact that kind of worked against Gertrude in the case. They were able to determine she was still a virgin. So the whole prostitution huh. thing kind of flies even, out the window. Even after the Coke bottle incident. Well, she didn't like make do her you, do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just other stuff. Other, okay. It. The article went in a little too much detail. There, you're I like, I was like, you're enjoying this too much, I was, author. I was like, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm under this. The official cause was death. Uh, sorry, the official cause of death was brain swelling and hemorrhaging, as well as shock. So um, that's a lot of uh, face shots. Yeah. Um, so Gertrude's daughter Paula, the oldest one, uh-huh. was convicted of second degree murder. She later appealed and received a new trial, but she took a plea deal. I swear um, to God, if Gertrude got anything less <laughs> than second degree murder. Uh, she, Gertrude's daughter got, uh, yeah, she took a plea deal for voluntary manslaughter and served three years in prison. Mm-hmm. Gertrude's son, John, the judo boyfriend and the personal assistant. I didn't write down their names. Judo boyfriend. <laughs> um, they were all convicted of voluntary manslaughter. Each of them got 18 months in juvenile detention. So they were still minors. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. The oldest of these kids, I think, was 15. Okay. Um, one of them, however, it hit him what he had done, uh. 
and he got so depressed that he started like full on chain smoking entire cartons of cigarette at a time. Died of lung cancer when he was twenty one. Holy shit! That yeah. is that is a lot of that smoking. That is a shit ton that of cigarettes. That is so much smoking. Gertrude herself. Uh huh. Ready. Was initially convicted and sentenced to life without parole. Good, but I know this is going to be bad. She appealed. Of course she did. Was convicted again. Hell yeah, bitches! But only sentenced to 18 years to life. Boo! She got out on parole in 1985. Uh-huh. She died in Iowa in 1990. Oh, she only had five years out. Yeah. Um, her kids, this was the pre-internet days. They uh-huh. were able to mostly disappear. Yeah. Um, they could probably much, change their names. Pretty, pretty much easy, all yeah. of them changed their names and relocated. However, a couple of them have uh, come out mm. here and there. One of them uh, is a, a pastor now who has mm. spoken publicly about his role in this. I mean, in their, in the kids' defense, like, you're seeing what they're, what your mom is doing to Sylvia. They're, like... Let's be real. You're not going to go against her because you could be the yeah. next Sylvia. Like, but the part that that worried me was the willing participant participation in it because her children, before she ever took Sylvia and Jenny in, yeah, one of her children underage got pregnant from an adulterous affair. But the other thing is, like, like if she's such a hardcore, dedicated Christian. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you beating your own kid? We're go- I mean, not that I'm saying you should, <laughs> but, but, but there, then there's, there's also a level the, of hypocrisy there. But there's also the, they grew up seeing their mom get beaten and stuff from yeah. their dad. So there's a yeah. lot of like that temperament of violence around, like yeah. that environment of violence that makes it almost normal for them, I guess. Yeah. But how many parents, if if you watch your mom get beaten and then your mom takes in a kid and says, hey, everybody, this is your plaything now. Is your first reaction, ooh, I'm going to push her down the stairs. I'm going to see what I can do. <laughs> you know, there there was there was a disconnect there. Yeah. Well, and they're also carny folks. <laughs> <laughs> they're less than human. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Carnies are wonderful people. Every time I go to a carnival, uh, the people I've always met are nothing but super I haven't nice. been to a carnival in a while. Loser. When was the last carnival you went to? <laughs> a few years ago, probably. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But they're always super nice people. They are, and they're always very talkative and fun. Yeah. And they... Uh, and they don't deserve any beatings. No. Even no. if they do have polio. No. If they have <laughs> polio, beat up their parents because the parents didn't get them vaccinated. <laughs> that's my stance on that. Don't beat up the one with polio. Beat up their parents. So, yeah, uh, I love you, Mom. I love my mom, too. Really happy you're I not... I love Sean's mom, too. <laughs> really happy you're not that mom. Uh-huh. I think we're all happy that our moms didn't encourage us to beat up. If... And also didn't take in random children, not through the foster care system, but through some sketch, I'll give you $20 to watch my kids situation. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. how one brings up that deal with and somebody. And then have that guy just fall off yeah, the face like... of the earth, like... <laughs> Anyway, so that's a depressing Mother's Day lacks uh-huh. historical context episode. Sure is. Uh, follow us, rate us, listen to us, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. You know where to find us by now. Let's be real. You should. Uh, and of course, when you tell your friends about lacks historical context, tell them we said something interesting. Uh, the mouse is over here. Bye, mom.